Welcome to the Petcash Pod. I'm your host, Andrew Petcash. This is the 17th episode of my series where I interview founders, investors, athletes, and the smartest people in sports. Today's guest, Ben DiNucci. He was a quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys for two and a half years. He's currently the starting quarterback for the Seattle Sea Dragons, which is an XFL team. And they're set to play their first game here, actually, this weekend on February 19th. We talk about a bunch of cool things from HBO Hard Knocks, which he was on, his business, True Brand, which he is growing and it's uh, you know really starting to take off. And a bunch of other interesting things just around sports and, you know, being an athlete, entrepreneur slash investor, uh, really great conversation. I learned a lot, tons of interesting bits that I think you'll find fascinating. Ben's an awesome dude. Make sure to give this a listen and share it with others. Let's dive in. Ben, what's up, brother? Appreciate you coming on. This is, uh, it's like a little reunion. I was actually talking with my brother a couple of days ago. We were just talking about basketball. And I remember, and me and, for context, me and Ben played together in high school in uh, Pittsburgh. But you came into a game, like you just won the state championship in football. And you came in and just banged a three, like to win the game. I remember that vividly. Um, thank you for the warm introduction. I did not win the state championship. I lost the state championship. Yeah, I came in like seven or eight games into the season. And the first game, I think we we're playing at Butler. And uh, yeah. I came off the bench and, uh, yes, just happened to be that I hit a buzzer beater to send it into overtime or, or something like that. And uh, we ended up winning the game. So that was a kind of a, a welcome back party to, uh, to basketball that year. But, yeah, no, for, for those who don't know, Andrew played at Boston. I taught him everything he knows about basketball. So uh, he, yeah, sure. he, he was like my little brother in high school and uh, all, all the threes, all, all that stuff he learned from me. So Pretty sure it was the other way around. Yeah. But uh, well, I did see a clip that I had a sweet pass to you, like maybe my sophomore year, like your senior year, where I like went behind the back. Mm-hmm. Like, so we, we, we had some good times. Some, we scored some luck. You be hooping at all or not really anymore? Uh, I have a few times. I mean, you know how it is. Like, well, maybe you don't, but football guys, at least, we don't want to just go run, run in the gym all day, roll an ankle yeah. or a knee or something, knock on wood. But, uh, I mean, from, from time to time, I'll just go sit behind the three-point line and see how many I can make in a row. But that, yeah. that's about it. Well, I saw Mahomes. He was, like, shooting threes the other day or something. And I'm sure the staff was, like, freaking out. Oh, right before stay. the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you, what are you doing? doing, man? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I – I think a fun, cool place to start is so I posted a graph to Twitter yesterday, and uh, basically, like if you did the math, there's a 0.023 percent chance of ever playing in the NFL. Um, and I know we'll, we'll kind of get into your journey and where you're at and everything, but I mean, how cool is it, you know, to be a part of that elite of a class? Yeah, I saw that, and that's actually pretty funny because me and a few of my buddies were talking a few days ago too, like out of out of all the professional sports, what one did we think just based off of numbers was was the hardest to go pro? And I think uh, first was, was NBA just based off of sheer numbers. There's 10 or 12 guys a team. And then I think after that is, is probably football just because there's no developmental league. You got the NFL and that's about it. And uh, guys are, are playing so long now, especially the quarterback position. There's one or two guys on a team. You got guys like Brady and Rodgers who are playing – 15, 20 years, it's it's tough for guys to to come in and, and supplant those guys. So, uh, yeah, no, I mean, to, to hear that statistic and kind of wrap your, your mind around it, I think, you know, it's, it's crazy to me still. I mean, any day that I get to wake up and, and still call football my job, I think is, is a good day. So I'm, uh, I'm rolling with it while I can. You know, you come out of college, you're playing with uh, Prescott and Andy Dalton, who are kind of, 
I wouldn't say Dak's like a, a veteran, but Andy definitely was. Like, how was that? Like, kind of like a shell shock where you're always used to playing with guys so close to your age, and then all of a sudden it's like it's a business and this whole other, you know, different route of the NFL, the beast that it is. Yeah, people people always ask me, like, what was, like, your welcome to the NFL moment? And I tell people, like, all the time, like, it was the first day when I walked into the quarterback room, it was me, it was Dak, and it was Andy Dalton. And I was, like, looking around, I was like, where the heck am I, man? Like, a few years ago, like, both of these dudes were on my fantasy team, and, like, I'm sitting down, like, in college drinking beer somewhere and watching these dudes on TV, and now all of a sudden, like, a few years later, like, I'm, what's up, man? I'm Ben, like... I'm the other quarterback on your team. And uh, that that was kind of it. It was really cool. I mean, for the most part, those guys, I mean, yeah, Andy's been around for 11 or 12 years. I think Dak's going on, like, year eight or nine. Hold on. Let me let my dog out real quick. Yeah, you're good. Come here. Come here. All right, so let's just pick back up right there. Yeah, go ahead, wherever you, wherever you want to go. Right yeah, so that was, was kind of just my welcome to the, welcome to the league moment, uh, being in a meeting with those two, and uh, just kind of getting to shoot the shit, talk football, and uh, – just, I guess my rookie year too, having having those two guys as as mentors and and just leaders in the room, I think helped me a lot. So that was that was, that was really cool to me. My rookie year having that experience. Yeah, no, you stay in contact with those guys still. And you know, is that kind of the relationship, or is there kind of a competitive nature too, where you're also like vying for jobs, or what does that look like? Well, I think the NFL is a little different than college in the in the fact that everyone just kind of realized in the NFL it's a job, and this is kind of how it works. I, I don't think there's really any animosity or ill will from from guys when when you get to the league. Everyone just understands that hey, you, you play well in the preseason, you're going to have a chance to make the make the team, and and there's stuff out of people's control that you can't really control and politics and money and a whole bunch of stuff that, that goes into it, salary cap, all this type of stuff. So I think guys realize that, you know, you just got to kind of control what you can control and not worry about the other shit and, and, and everything will happen. But uh, I keep in touch with Andy a little bit. I mean, he was in Chicago and then New Orleans this year. Um, so we, we sent some texts back and forth, just, Hey, good luck, stuff like that, catching up. And uh, Dak, uh, same type of thing. I mean, he's, I'm, I'm still in Dallas, so he's, he's obviously a lot closer and being being a, a big supporter of the brand, I mean, we, we go back and forth about stuff. We've actually got a, a hat coming out with him here in a little bit. With uh, it'll have his signature on the other side of ours. We'll have our true brand and, and his signature on the other side. So that'll be uh, be, be pretty cool to, to get out. But uh, no, I mean th- those guys are both great dudes and, and good friends. So yeah, how was uh the Hard Knocks? I know you guys are on HBO. You kind of you kind of really big part in that. It was always cool watching. I know like. Uh, what was it like the bowling scene or something you like wanted or we were playing chess you know, was playing that? Micah Parsons in chess yeah. yeah yeah chess chess that's what it was how was that what's that look like from from you know behind the scenes what people don't see uh it was interesting I mean I grew up watching it and kind of like one episode out of the few every year they would focus on the guys who were like on the verge of making the roster and most of the time it was a quarterback or somebody that had some personality so the first few days that the, the Hard Knocks crew was in, in camp with us in Cali. They were just kind of like, hey, we've, we realize you've got a little bit of a personality and you're one of these guys, so we're going we're gonna to gravitate towards you a little bit. And to me, I was like, I get it. That's fine. But at the same time, like, I got a job to do. I got to try to make this team, a bunch of other stuff. And you got cameras following you everywhere. You've got, I mean, in meeting rooms, lunch, I mean, everywhere. There were, there were cameras everywhere. So it was, in that respect, it was a little, a little difficult to kind of separate, like, football from kind of all this other stuff that was – that was going on. I mean, you try not mm-hmm. to try not to think about it. Try not to um, try not to see that stuff. But at the end of the day, I mean, it, that stuff was everywhere. It was hard to kind of not see the, see the cameras and the microphones and being mic'd up and all this stuff. But uh, all in all, I mean, it was a good, it was a cool experience to be able to to be on something like that that you kind of grow up watching was 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 pretty cool. To yeah. say the least. Is that like all day? You know, every day, all over the place. Like they're following you consistently, or is it? 
you know, just certain segments where you have some like breakaways from it. Or oh it like, man, no, there were, there were cameras in, in meeting rooms all day. Um, I mean, I was mic'd up probably like half of the practices. Um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a lot. I mean, if, if you weren't used to having a camera around you or a camera in your vicinity, right. I mean, it was some guys I'm sure probably felt a little bit overwhelmed for sure. Yeah. And then, uh, so you got to play with the Cowboys for, for a few years. Now you're recently in the XFL. What, what are you looking forward to doing, you know, this season? Uh, you can kind of go into it. I'll, I'll let you kind of, yeah. So, everything for us. yeah. So the first game, February 19th, next weekend, uh, we played DC, the DC defenders in DC. I'm on the, uh, Seattle sea dragons. Uh, I got cut from the Cowboys after camp, uh, in September this year, a few weeks later, my current head coach, Jim Hazlitt shot me a call one night. Just like, hey, Coach Hazlitt, uh, I'm the head coach for the for the XFL Seattle team. Uh, would would love for you to play with us. If you any, had any thoughts? Uh, blah blah blah. We bounced it back and forth. At the same time, I had worked out for the the Browns and the Miami Dolphins, so I was doing this whole free agent thing. I'd never done that before. This was my first time in, in two and a half years getting cut, so didn't really understand how that, all that works. So I was going to teams, working out, um, trying to figure out if I wanted to go XFL, CFL, you know wait out for the NFL, all this stuff. So uh, eventually just decided to um, to sign with the XFL. For me, I mean, the life of a backup quarterback in the NFL is tough in the regard that there just aren't a lot of reps to go around. Uh, the starter kind of gets all the reps, and then the backup will take the scout team. So for me, I was kind of a, a two, a number two, a number three for my, for my few years in Dallas. So reps were really like my hardest thing to come by. Um, so for me, the opportunity of the XFL getting to, getting to play 10 games, 12 games, and, and have a lot of tape – and uh, have scouts and these, these personnel guys in the NFL be able to watch and come to games and, and see me live because um, I haven't had a lot of tape in two years. I think we'll, uh, we'll only pay dividends for me. And it's been uh, it's been fun being able to lead the show again. It's, it's been a few years since college where I've, I've got to be the guy, got to lead the team, call, call the shots and, uh, and do that whole thing. So I'm looking forward to it. It should be a lot of fun. Why uh, the XFL? Like what was your thought process behind that versus the other leagues? Yeah, uh, their whole thing is they're the cross section. The XFL is the cross section of you know opportunity and and just and just timing. So um, a lot of the guys that are on my team and in the league are in the same situation, kind of practice squad bubble guys in the NFL who haven't really either had a shot yet or just things didn't work out. So um, for the most part, I mean it's it's good ball still. Uh, I mean Josh Gordon's on my team. I mean people are probably familiar with that name. He was the best receiver in the NFL for for two or three years with the Browns a few mm-hmm. years back. So. Uh, First day I met him, I was like, "Dude, what are you doing here?" Like, I had you on my fantasy team growing up too, and now I'm throwing <laughs> throwing passes to you. So let's uh, let, let's see if we can make this work. So uh, no, it's been cool. I mean, everyone is. I mean, sports are sports. Everyone comes together for a common goal. You're trying to win, trying to compete, and, and have a good time. So try not to try not to really make it anything bigger than it is. I mean, it's a game at the end of the day still, and I'm just gonna you know have fun and go out there and put my best foot forward and, and see what happens. So look forward to yeah. it. It's a game and it's meant to entertain people. People will always kind of take that out of light. But uh, what does like your average day look like as a professional athlete? I think it's a question that a lot of people always wonder and it's different for yeah. every sport. And I haven't had any football players on yet. So it's like, what does that look like? Yeah, so I'll, I'll start in-season because in-season and out-of-season looks, looks yeah, a lot yeah, different. Good. So so an in, a typical in-season day, um, I mean, 7.30 team meeting every morning. Have meetings from about probably 7.30 to 9.30. Get on a bus, go to practice. We practice from 10.15 to 12.30. Uh, get back. We have lunch, treatment, all that type of stuff until um, – so I have a few hours off until 3 o'clock. Then from 3 to 5.30 every day, we watch watch practice, uh, wrap-up meetings. Everyone's done 5.30. Go get dinner, do whatever you want to do for the rest of the day, and get ready to go again for the next day. So I guess in, in a sense, it's kind of like working a 9 to 5.00. 
I guess, you know, seven, seven thirty to five, um, with, with some hours, hours of break. And then, uh, off season, um, I mean, shoot, I get up, work out from about eight to 10 in the morning, uh, go, go hit the links or, or go to the driving range, play around a golf. I mean, shoot, run it, run around. I mean, I've, I've got a business. I've, we, we can get into that, but I go drop off yeah. orders, do some customer service stuff. And then I'm, I'm done every day, probably about, you know, one or two. Um, yeah. And then after that, I mean, I just kind of fill my time with whatever. Um, it's the off seasons are, are pretty interesting. I mean, for forever, you you always had class growing up. You've always had you know off season stuff for for football and sports and all that. But when the NFL is over, people don't realize like the last game like it could be January 10th, and then the off season doesn't start until like May 10th. So you got you know four or five months to do whatever. You can keep working out. You can not work out. Go on vacations. I mean, guys guys kind of do whatever. So for me, I always just stay in the routine of working out, took some trips, did some fun stuff. Uh, like the golf a lot, went to Hawaii, went to Key West, did some fun stuff. So, uh, yeah, the off seasons are definitely a, a little different than in season for sure. You know, what's that handicap looking like these days? Uh, I'm a, I'm a 14 handicap. Yeah. I mean, as long as okay. I'm under, as long as I'm right under about 100, the same. that's a good, that's a good day for me. It just depends on my putter. If I'm rolling them in low nineties, <laughs> high eighties, if not, I mean, high nineties. So what, what are you sticking them 300 though? I'm sure you're, you're bombing them off the tee. So I've, I've got that blue, I've got the blue Nike driver from 2015. So they don't even make them anymore. So, uh, I'm not, I'm not even sure if that thing can get to 300 yards, but, uh, I mean, if I, if I connect with it, I could hit it 300, but I'd say consistently probably like 270, 275. If it's straight, <laughs> that's, that's the whole battle. Yeah, that's the whole battle. So that is. Something uh, off that, that I think is interesting because you mentioned it during the off season, you know, there's all this freedom, but also in terms of, and this will kind of lead us into the business side of things. In the NFL, you're paid on a weekly basis. And, you know, a lot of guys, they run into trouble because they don't, they spend it a lot during the season, then tax rolls around. And, you know, so how are you managing that? And if you can just kind of go into, you know, what that even looks like and, and the complexities around it or just any details that you yeah. find interesting or that you learned? Yeah, it was definitely an adjustment for sure. I think people from the outside looking in just kind of assume that guys get paid year round. Like they see these gaunty contracts, like I'll just use Dak, for example, 160 million. People probably think that, you know, he gets that, you know, however the, the structure works for 52 weeks of the year. So how the NFL works, actually pretty interesting. So uh, during training camp and during the off season, we get paid a stipend um, just for basically working out, for showing up to meetings. And then when the regular season starts, you get paid every week after the games. So you get paid for 18 weeks during the season of what your what your contract is. And then after that, um, the off seasons, you, you, you basically you're not getting paid until until off season workouts start again. So uh, for sure, it was a little bit of an adjustment. I think for, for some guys who had who'd never seen that type of money before, they're just going out and buying some stuff and buying this and buying that. And then at the end of the season rolls around, you got taxes, you got agent fees, you got all this stuff you got to pay. And then there's not a lot of money or, or a lot of money if you're smart with it, that, that rolls around uh, at, at the end of the year. But um, for me, I mean, it, it wasn't much of an adjustment for me. I mean, my dad was always growing up just, hey, save money, be smart. So I had kind of been ingrained to kind of think that way and, and move that way growing up. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's definitely different. Um, you you got to manage it. Uh, you, you see a lot of money coming in every week. It's easy to get lost and just say, hey, I want this. I want that. This guy has yeah. this. Why don't I have that? Um, you can get caught up in it pretty quick. But uh, I think for me, my guilty pleasure is, is sneakers. I've never got into I've never been into kicks before. But uh, these past few years, I've been uh, <laughs> I, I'd say my collection's probably up to about 
20 or 25 pairs right now, just Jordans, Nikes. I mean, you name it, all, all that different stuff. So I think that's probably my, my guilty pleasure in terms of, in terms of spending. So, yeah, I mean, we all have our vices, so nothing wrong with that. Sneakers isn't the worst thing in the world. You can always resell them at least. Yeah, probably exactly. Some of, them gone, some of them probably went up in value. Exactly. But, I mean, uh, yeah, guys collect watches. I mean, you name it, watches, cars, all, all types of stuff. So, I mean, it's it's pretty cool driving into the into the parking garage every morning and seeing Lamborghinis and Corvettes <laughs> and all this type of stuff. And I'm, I'm driving a Jeep Wrangler, and I pull in. I'm like, man, this thing's a piece of crap compared to, <laughs> compared to all this other stuff in here, man. I need to, I need to upgrade. Yeah, well, at least you're in Texas, so you don't have that income tax so that's a huge benefit as well yeah oh another thing on that that people might not understand is you get you get taxed based on where you play every week so so even though i'm in dallas and was on the cowboys for two years say we play in new york city on a sunday we get we get new york tax for that week next week we could be seattle next week could be home in dallas so it it varies based off of uh where you play not necessarily where your where your home base located and what you just have a, a tax person take care of that or or, you know, how do you manage that? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I've, I've got a guy that, that does all my all my stuff at the end of the year. I mean, we'll split, I honestly should probably be meeting with him here in a little bit in, in a few days just to kind of go over all that stuff. But, yeah, so I'll say, hey, here's my here's my tax stubs from, from the year. I played in Cincinnati, played in Denver, played in Seattle, played in Texas eight times, you know, all this other stuff. And then, you know, we got to file all that stuff. But when we get paid, I mean, for the most part, they, they are, I've already got that stuff all, all taken out. So um the the teams kind of kind of handle that when you uh signed that that nfl signing bonus for getting drafted um which is probably key too, getting drafted another important thing that probably a lot of guys like versus being undrafted but but what was the you know the first purchase for you anything big you just kind of threw it right in the bank account and and saved it for a rainy day uh yeah no i didn't i didn't buy anything I, i mean shoot it was it was dead of dead start of covid 2020 uh mm. may of may of 2020 so i honestly maybe like some pickleball paddles or something heading to north park to, <laughs> to play in pickleball some chipotle i don't know something like that but no i, I yeah I, I i'm not even sure i've still bought myself anything i mean maybe my dog my dog's probably the biggest purchase i've, <laughs> I've had in two years so i guess that you could say that's what uh that's what my signing bonus went to but yeah uh not i mean basically the difference between you know anything fifth sixth seventh round to undrafted is is just basically the signing bonus um so that's why a lot of these guys would prefer to get drafted instead of instead of undrafted just because the initial you know guaranteed money of a, of a right. signing bonus but for the most part after anything after the fourth round you're still you're still trying to make the team and not necessarily guaranteed a spot so yeah really the signing bonus is uh what guys are after and then uh this is kind of the perfect segue into your business but i have one question before that so you have the nfl salary now the xfl salary you have your business, any other income streams or, or things you're looking at or, or putting your money to grow it? Yeah. So I've, I've got a, uh, I've got a, uh, an investment planner who I work with, uh, who handles all of my investments outside of just stuff that I like to do on my own. So we'll, we'll probably talk every few months and say, Hey, let's, allocate this much into into risky stuff this much into into long-term stuff this much into you know x y and z stocks bonds um real estate all all this different stuff we bounce around um so i feel like i've got a pretty diverse portfolio between i've i've got just some some stocks that i trade um, my own i've got that guy who handles a majority of the stuff um i mean i've got my business true brand so I've, i've got a few different different streams of income. And, and I think that's the goal, right? You'd want to try to create, you know, passive income and, and passive streams of, 
streams of revenue and trying to just be able to, to make your money work for you, I think is, is really powerful, especially in, in today's day and age, you see all these people with, um, you know, influencers using social media to, to gain these massive followings and turn that into, you know, brand deals and um, um, influencer deals, all these companies would way rather pay X amount to, you know, Ben DiNucci or Andrew Petcash, who has a million followers instead of, you know, just running ads on Facebook or Instagram or marketing, the return on the investment is, uh, is, is much higher and kind of, I think we as a brand, true brand, my brand, we've kind of adopted that same strategy. And, uh, um, you know, we, we give out X amount of hats every month. I gave uh, two hats to every guy on the Cowboys, one hat to every guy on my XFL team. So for us, uh, the return on the investment, just by having guys wear them around, around town, having people ask the, the return on the investment on that is much higher than say spending 500 or a thousand dollars on a, on an Instagram ads or Twitter ads. Um, so that, I, I think that's been, that's, that's just kind of how social media is shaping, uh, just today's day and age in general. I'm, I'm sure you probably noticed a lot of that too. So, yeah. And I, uh, speaking of true brand, I have one of the best, best hats. So we have to give a little shout out, check it out. Um, Greg so the BR. A, yeah, the A is flipped as well. So B R V N D brand, true brand. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I guess kind of give us the founding story on that, what your thought process was around it and, and you know, who, who else is involved on the business partner lane? Cause I know you have some other, you're a co-founder in it. Yeah. So, so people ask me this all the time too. Uh, I actually did not start it. So my business partner, Sang Truong started it, uh, in 2020, coincidentally, right when COVID was happening, when the world felt quote unquote upside down. So that's how it started. He flipped Dallas upside down, put it on a few hats. They sold, uh, people were around town, looked pretty cool. Uh, mind you, at this point, it was probably only five or 10 hats at first to start. Fast forward a few months, uh, I got drafted to the Cowboys in uh, August of 2020. He just reached out to me one day on Instagram, said, hey, I've got this brand. Uh, would love to just give you a few hats to have you wear around town. Welcome welcome to Dallas, right? Just like any other brand does with some people just trying to trying to get product out. So I wore them around, uh, wore them around the facility a bunch that year. Guys, I would wear them and guys were kind of always like, hey, what's like, what's up with your hat? That That's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Um, and I really didn't ever have a story for it either. I was just like, yeah, some, some guy just gave them to me. He's got this, got this brand. Uh, after my rookie year in 2020, I get a random text message one night. It, I'm not kidding you, probably 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night. And it's my business partner saying, hits me up and says, hey, man, I've been questioning this a lot. I'm just, I, I need a business partner. Do you have any interest in, in going into business with me and seeing if we can, we can blow this thing up? So um, my initial thoughts were, I mean, it's a talking piece. Every time I wear it, somebody has said something to me. Um, and I guarantee you, I could get the guys on my team to wear this. And for those who don't know, the, the Cowboy Star is one of the most recognizable um, just logos in not the US, but but really the whole world. So I figured those would be two pretty good segues to, to jump on board. And we, we agreed on financials and all that type of stuff and, and, and hit the ground running. And I think the thing that really kind of helped it was hard knocks in 2021. After I figured out that, uh, that we were going to be on that, I, uh, I had one on the whole time, didn't take it off. I knew there were going to be cameras everywhere, media everywhere. So, uh, just product placement, I guess for that was, was, was kind of, kind of cool. Uh, when the first episode aired one night was just sitting on my phone, wasn't even watching hard knocks and the Shopify store just started just started ringing. And I was like, what the heck, this is interesting. And then I realized that hard knocks was on as well. So I must've must, people must've been seeing it in, in hard knocks typing in, you know, upside down Dallas on, you know, Google. And we're, we're the first one that pops up. So, uh, SEO, all that type of stuff has, has worked out really well for us. And, uh, fast forward about another year and a half, we have been, we've been, uh, partners together. Uh, we've done collabs with the Cowboys, the Mavericks, the stars, 
We have the Rangers, FC Dallas, and uh, the Dallas Wings, which is the WNBA team, WNBA team in Dallas. So we've we've got all six uh, professional teams in Dallas locked up within within the first year. So it's uh, it's it's going pretty well. It's fun. I mean, it's make makes my brain work in a completely different way than yeah. than sports has the past ten or fifteen years. I'm probably you probably probably feel the exact same way with 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 all this stuff you're doing. So uh, it, it's been fun for me. It's been fun to kind of venture out into into new new avenue of just being creative marketing. I mean, connections, the connections I've gotten from this have been, um, probably, I mean, exactly like you, right. I mean, can, 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 uh, can last you a lifetime. So it's been, uh, it's been fun to see this thing grow. And, uh, just a random question you can answer or you don't have to, but you know, you make it more from the business or are you make it more as a football player. I can't answer that. <laughs> I can't, I can't spill the beans on that. I can't answer that. I'm sure the business is doing well. Though. It's, going well. Yeah, it's going well. Yeah. What, what what like future plans you have? Are you going to expand out of Dallas or whatever you can kind of go into? Obviously, you've done a bunch of cool collabs with a lot of the main teams as well. So so obviously you're thinking forward. Yeah. So I mean, we're we're definitely open to the idea of expanding into other cities, whether it's you know flipping other cities upside down or going to every city and, and having a staple like logo or piece piece for that city. Um, the thing that we've kind of realized with Dallas is, you know, if you can make something that resonates with people. Um, community culture, there's stories behind it. Um, it has it has some really really big staying power. And people from from Dallas, people from Texas, love where they're from, appreciate where they're from, and love being able to rep uh, local brands and local stuff from from where they're from. So we've had we've had a lot of talks with uh, you know teams, other um, companies. You know XFL's going to try to do some stuff with us for uh, for uh, for all eight teams for you know later in the season uh so we, we've yeah we're definitely open to the idea of expanding whether it's you know flipping upside down or just just doing something different for that city but yeah i mean like anything you got to got to try five front ways to uh, expand yeah maybe lids or or never know new era uh, some fanatics or something yeah, yeah someone yeah that could be cool too but yep. pittsburgh I would love, I mean, I got a Dallas hat. I don't live. People are always like, well, you know, why are you wearing that? It doesn't even make sense. And uh, would you, any plans for that? I mean, you kind of got the gold and black. That's that's a whole culture. Yeah, Pittsburgh, right Pittsburgh's been uh, the, the city that people have asked the most, just being from there, uh, having a lot of ties back up there still. I mean, the, the one thing that um, has ironically worked out really well with Dallas is it just is almost kind of perfectly symmetrical mm-hmm. along the hat. So there's. There's no guarantee that if you flip Pittsburgh or you know New York or one of these other cities upside down that it's going to look as good. Um, I mean, we've 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 talked a bunch about it. I mean, a W looks like an M upside down. Other letters look like mm-hmm. so. I mean, there, we we we've, we've thought about it. Trust me. But uh, I think if we were to expand, I think Pittsburgh would be near uh, near the top of the list. Just being uh, that's where I'm from, near and dear to the heart. And uh, people from Pittsburgh also love being from Pittsburgh. So I think that would be a, yeah. a pretty easy transition. I love to hear it now. Something you mentioned in the off season, right? You have all this time, you know, you, you work out during the day, maybe golf, and then you, you're doing business stuff for other athletes. You know, you think it's important for them to start jumping into some business ventures and getting some experience. Uh, you know, what are your kind of thoughts around that? Having done it for now, almost three years. Yeah, I think, I think that's the name of the game. I think the biggest thing for me that's come from being in the NFL the past two years is just the connections that I've made, right? It's, it's brought me my own business. Uh, I've got multiple contacts of people that I can, um, call on at any time when I need something, whether it's, um, I mean, I mean, I don't know, but just, just the list, the list is endless, but I mean, the NFL, I mean, it's kind of cliche, but it stands for not for long. Like the, the average career is, is two and a half years if you're lucky. And, uh, I mean, if I never get back to the NFL, that's exactly what I have. I was two years with the Cowboys got cut after camp this year. So there's my two and a half years kind of, kind of spot on. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the way that, um, 
you know, business is kind of going nowadays. I mean, these big up companies, CEOs are always looking for people with athlete skill sets, athlete, um, you know, mindsets, um, time management, communication skills, um, leadership qualities, um, all the, all the intangible stuff that you can't necessarily teach that athletes just kind of have. Um, so the biggest thing I think for guys that are, are looking to, to start or venture in or just curious, I think ask questions, reach out to people. Um, you never know what you know until, until you ask, uh, ask somebody something. Um, what's, the, what's the worst they can say? No. Um, so ask questions. Yeah, be upfront about uh, kind of what you're looking for, what you, what you want. And uh, yeah, I think the possibilities are endless. So. Any other athletes you see doing some cool stuff? Kind of ironically, Travis Kelsey has his own uh, apparel brand. It's actually called True Colors. So you got True Brand and, and True, True Colors. So maybe a, a collab there is is a, is a match made in heaven. Um, but he, he's got some cool stuff that he's doing. Um, I know some guys have uh, – I know DeMar Hamlin's got that chasing M. So there's, there's a few of these guys who have uh, kind of figured it out and testing their own stuff too. It's cool to see. Um I mean, for, for, for so long, people always just thought athletes were athletes and nothing really other than that. So it's, it's pretty cool to see these guys kind of venturing off into, into doing other stuff, trying other stuff, and um, just trying to smash the cliche of, you know, athletes are, are just purely athletes and, and nothing else. And uh, so it's been, uh, it's been pretty cool to see kind of how guys are, are revolutionizing the, uh, the workspace in that, in that aspect. Yeah, Travis Kelsey, he uh, today just launched like a new – alcohol drink brand or you invested in it with uh lance collins who did body armor with kobe and then he did one before it's like just ripping off the same thing but wow. it's smart you know these guys are utilizing athletes well and then yeah. the athletes are receptive to it kind of finishing out here um right around the 30 minute mark which i like to keep them around you know what's your uh i'd love to see you back in the nfl what's kind of the plan going forward of like how to get back there and then also you know business wise how to keep you know, the main things, the main thing. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, the biggest thing is I got to, you know, start next week. I got to put together a, a 10 or 12 game sample size of me playing really well, showing that I can, um, you know, take care of the ball, make, make quick, good, fast decisions. And, um, you know, when I think so much of the quarterback position nowadays is just being able to win, um, you know, that grit factor kind of just, just having it, um, you know, whatever, whatever it is. I mean, a lot of these guys you see at Burrow, Mahomes, Josh Allen, some of these guys, Jalen Hurts, just haul off that it factor that you can't really put your finger on, but you know they just have it. Um, so the thing for me is I'm just looking to go out and have fun, not worry about really anything that's going to come after that. If, it, if it'll if it happen, it'll happen, the NFL uh, I'm talking about. So the biggest thing for me is I've always just been keep keep the main thing the main thing, control what you can control, and put put one foot in front of the other every every day and let, uh, let the chips fall as they may. But I think in a perfect world, um, I go do what I'm supposed to do. Uh, I'm on a, I'm on a, I'm on a roster for camp again at the, at the end of this year in August and, and, and fighting for a, for a roster spot here. And, uh, I think, you know, I think it's, I think it's attainable. I mean, I, I know what I can do. I know what, uh, I've been able to do in the past. I just needed kind of the opportunity and, and the timing. So, uh, I think this is kind of a perfect storm of, of everything kind of coming together. Um, our, our offense is going to be exciting. Uh, for those who don't know football, my offensive coordinator is June Jones. He uh, revolutionized kind of the whole run and shoot offense. Uh, back in the day, he was at, he was at Hawaii with, with Colt Brennan. And uh, the year that Colt Brennan was the runner up for Heisman, he threw for 6,000 yards and, and 50 touchdowns. So if I, can, uh, if, I can, if I can get half of that in 10 or 12 games, I think I'll be happy. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a lot of fun playing football for a living. So uh, life is good. Can't ask for anything else. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. 
That's awesome, dude. I love it. You you got the it factor, so I'm rooting for you. Appreciate it. You're so do you. This year. So do you. But, but uh, tell people, you know, where they can find you on social media and then also anything about True Brand, where they can check it out. Yeah, so if you want to follow me personal on Instagram, uh, B. Danucci, uh, B. Danucci on Twitter. Uh, if you want some laughs, you can go look at my TikTok too. There's some videos of me dancing <laughs> and doing some doing some stupid stuff on there. Um, but the brand's pages are all at True Brand, T-R-U-E, uh, B-R-V-N-D. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm active on all social media. So if you guys want to interact, hit me up, say what's up. Uh, I love love interacting and, and just talking to people. So uh, that's how you can find me. Um, yeah, love it. Great having you, Ben. Thanks, man. Uh, excited to see some some clips coming out of the next few weeks here from the XFL. Some some bombs to Josh Gordon. If you guys, uh, yeah, if you want to see some sidearm stuff, yeah, make sure you make sure you watch the uh, make sure you watch the Sea Dragons. So try 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 to slip some of that stuff in there.